So the deadline to file your taxes has come and gone and you didn't file your taxes. Yikes, what do you do now? Or you did file and then you get licked with a big bill that you weren't expecting and you can't really afford to pay everything all at one time. So what do you do? Fortunately, there are options. I'm Kalila Reynolds and it's time for another episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service giving you the tools to grow your business. My guest today is Courtney Johnson. He's back. He's Education Officer at Tax Administration, Jamaica. Welcome back, Courtney. It's been a while since you've been here. Yes, thank you, Kalila. It's a pleasure to be here. Last time you gave us some really, really important and useful information about how to file your taxes. Mm -hmm. And this time around, I've invited you right after the tax deadline, right? Oh. So we want to find out what you do if you miss those deadlines. But first, tell us what are the important deadlines that we need to pay attention to that come around each year. At this time of the year, there are some critical deadlines that you should never miss for tax purposes. One is filing your income tax related returns. By this, we're referring to company income tax, partnership income tax, um, corporate bodies, charitable bodies, and of course, self-employed. So if you're in any of those categories, you are required to meet, and here it is, it's the March 15 deadline of each year. March 15 is the year when, is that time of the year when every person, and in tax laws, every person means could be a corporate body, an individual, a partnership, but every person is required to file a return declaring all of their activities for the year that just passed. We are now in 2022. You are supposed to declare all your income, expenses, and everything that takes place in the business um, the previous year, that is 2021. And this is to be done by March 15. So it's an income tax related return, March 15. There is one other date that's important in March, and that is if you are an employer, you are also required to file the return for your employees. And this return, we don't mix it up with the company filing taxes and pay March 15. We put it just two weeks later, which is the 31st of March. Once you're good on filing your employees and declaring how much they got for the year, this is the return and that's the day to do it, 31st of March. So for companies, 15th of March, unless the commissioner extends the time. Which they often do. Which they did, well, the commissioner gave one week this, mm -hmm. this year and uh, people still miss the time. And then you have the employers who have employees for the year. They also declare the employer's annual return. And this one is due by March 31st. All Very right. important. Do I have to file taxes separately for myself and the business? How does that work? Yes, indeed. So if you are a company, um, the company is required to file a return by March 15. And this return we would know to be the ITO2 and also an estimated company income tax declaration for the current year. In this case, you would file an ITO2 for 2021 and you would also file an ITO7 as a company for 2022. 
Now, as the director of the company, you also need to file a return. And that return um, can come in two forms. The commissioner may determine that you file uh, an ITO5, which means that your only source of income for that year is via emoluments through the PAYE system. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have director's fees, fees coming in from different areas, which no tax is deducted at source, then you would need to file what is called the SO4. Mm -hmm. So the director files a separate return from the company. If you are also self-employed, then yes, you are required. If you are a partnership, there is the partnership return and there is also the individual partners filing their returns too. Mm, okay, so I think I filed the wrong return. <laughs> I think I filed as self-employed, I should have filed as director. So what happens when you make a mistake? Something like that happens. Um, if all the other details on the returns is good, such as um, there is nothing wrong with the gross amount that you are declaring, and all the deductions are in line with section 13 of the act, if it is cosmetic, in terms of, oops, I did the wrong return, then that's okay. You might be able to write the tax office and ask them to change the return type mm -hmm. because you've made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And we have a section that is dedicated to doing just that. Who will call you and tell you you Who did the will, wrong thing? Absolutely. We have a section that vets these returns after March 15 to see whether or not um, a person filed the wrong type, return type, or if a person filed the wrong amount, or if a person made the wrong calculations. Because sometimes you do a return and you will see a, a correspondence come from the tax office saying they have recomputed your tax payable. And you say, but how come they do that? I did everything correct. Oops. So we have a section that's dedicated to doing just that, making sure your return is correct, and that you file the correct return and that you pay no more or no less. I'm not going to lie, it's a little <laughs> bit scary and a little bit intimidating hearing you call all these different types of taxes and these different forms that you need to be aware of. So Courtney, what yes. happens if you miss these deadlines? Because some business persons who may be new to this whole process and they don't file because they're intimidated. Maybe you jump on the TAJ website March 14 <laughs> to meet the deadline for the 15th and realize it's a lot more than you anticipated and you just give up and don't bother again. Yes, there are some who try to avoid taxes, but there are others who don't do it because they're intimidated and they don't know how. So what happens if you miss those deadlines? One of the, the vision of tax administration is to be a world-class organization. And uh, the mission is to be customer-centric. And being customer-centric, our focus is not turning away the customer, but it's ensuring that the customer voluntarily come to us for assistance. So to kind of let the customer feel a little more comfortable, TAJ has, uh, with this new thrust, have education officers standing such by, as you. such as myself. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we are very courteous people. <laughs> I can testify. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And we have numbers, dedicated lines, and several numbers, a bank of numbers 
that any customer having issues can call in. You can call our 888 tax help line. You can schedule a one-on-one -on -one with an officer from the tax department in our customer service unit to actually walk you through this process. Now, maybe it is that the accountant or you know, the records weren't intact on March 15, and we understand that. TAJ understands that. We had COVID, mm -hmm. so a lot of persons were on lockdown, so getting to those information might have been a problem. But because we understand that, we understand also that things are going to be late, returns are going to be late. And as such, the commissioner, being the person that he is, the commissioner general under Section 71 of the Act, has the power. Only the commissioner can now. The commissioner has the power to waive penalties that may be incurred as a result of, um, should I say, ignorance? Mm -hmm. Or just not having the capacity or whatever it takes to get it done on time. So you can reach out to the commissioner. It is done in writing. Formally, you can write to the technical specialist unit, Tax Administration Jamaica, 10th floor, Ocean Boulevard, Kingston. And what will you ask them to do? Your request is requesting a waiver of the penalties and interest on my income tax account. Mm -hmm. And in that letter, you're going to state your name, the name of the entity, the TRN of the entity, the period for which you are requesting the waiver. And of course, the last thing you want to, to write is tell the commissioner why you're asking. Some persons like to write pretty letters and pretty speeches. The commissioner know when you're not <laughs> saying it right, mm -hmm. you know. So just, just say what happened. Mm -hmm. I missed my deadline. This happened, that happened. Just, just be clear on it, on it, and the commissioner will respond. Mm -hmm. He can respond by giving you a 100% waiver, or if the reason is, might ask you for some more details to, to um, see whether or not you should get 100%. Mm -hmm. But the commissioner does respond. And as such, we encourage everybody, if you, whatever the reason you're going to state, just state it in writing and ask the commissioner for a waiver. Of course, make sure you have a telephone number that him can reach out back to you. <laughs> he does reach out. Yes. So what are the fees? Okay. So prior to 2014, October 1, when Minister, Minister Phillips had introduced the harmonization of the tax penalties, you only had one fee, and that was late payment penalty. Mm -hmm. As at October which was, 1. Which was what? That was onerous. It was... 50% for paying late, 50% penalty on the tax payable for paying late. What? Yes, and you also oh. add 20% interest. I thought interest it was like a five, per 5, annum. or 10,000. Oh, no. oh, no. 50%? 50%. 50%. And oh, the commissioner goodness. then, under that legislation, had the power to actually treble the amount of tax that is to be paid. Wow. So it was pretty, I would say, onerous. But with the harmonization of the Tax Penalty Acts, what took place after October 1, 2014, was that the Minister of Finance had harmonized penalties across income tax um, types, in which case you now have payment penalty 
and return penalty. Mm -hmm. So if you are filing a return, which is a piece of paper that you declare every year on March 15, SO4 or SO4A, ITO2, etc. Once it's an income tax type return, then you have a minimum <laughs> return penalty of $5,000. Okay, so that's where, and you know what the $5,000 that I knew about. Right, there you go. So it's $5,000 for filing that return late. Mm -hmm. But this is the tricky part of it now. It's $5,000 for every month that the return is yet to be filed and not filed and uh, or part thereof mm -hmm. so let's say we are in march now and your income tax return which was due the 22nd of march you still haven't filed it you still owe five thousand dollars for march because it is one month or part thereof mm -hmm. until the return is filed so that means if you let it stay until, if you say, boy, I'm afraid to fight it because $5,000 is $5,000 every month. So you want to do it, okay, you're already $5,000 late. You don't want to wait until April 1 comes because if that's April, that's the next $5,000. So it's important that you reach out to the tax department and, and say, hey, I need help in filing my return and I need you to help me now before this $5,000 trip in. And you can reach out to us at all of the numbers that we have given, 545-6192-545-2303-545-6807. And you can go to our website. There are a lot of numbers you can just reach out to us. And we'll schedule a one-on-one -on -one with you and ensure you don't meet any more $5,000. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned interest, so you get charged interest on it, or is it just the 5000 <laughs> Oh, no, there is interest. Where there is a penalty, there is always an interest lurking somewhere. 20% interest is still payable on any outstanding balance plus the penalty at, per annum. Mm -hmm. So that's the good part of the interest. It's not calculated um, monthly or weekly or six-monthly. It is per annum. That means if you are... 30 days late, that would be 30 over 365 times the amount times the 20% mm -hmm. because it is per annum. Now, important question. You may file your taxes, but you never really prepared to pay the taxes. You didn't, you didn't anticipate how much it would be. And now you get liquid with this big tax bill and you don't, you, honestly, you just don't have the money. You don't have all the money up front to pay it. What should you do? Okay, excellent question, Kalila. Now, now for persons who, who get estimated, you have two choices, a number of choices actually. You can one, you can object to the assessment because most persons find that I didn't do all of that to accumulate that tax throughout the year. The, you have the right to object to any assessment that the commissioner has levied on you. And that assessment, um, you have to respond within 30 days in writing. Now, let's say you don't want to object because some people can't bother. Mm -hmm. You just want to go and pay it. But as you said, the money kind of whole heap. Mm -hmm. Then we have facilities at the tax department as well as at our online portal. You can go on our online portal and make a payment arrangement. It's there. Once you have an online account, you select more options, payment arrangement, and you go there once you receive that assessment. 
Just put in the figure, and if you want to use six months to pay it off, you just simply type in the money, oh. and it calculates how much you are to pay per month. And the system then will monitor that process with you. Now, if you are not an online person, then you can come in and speak to any of our compliance officers. And we have compliance officers who have the experience and the knowledge so that if you say, well, I can pay 10% up front and for the next um, six months, I then pay equal portions over that period to liquidate my balance. Then the compliance officer will first of all say, may I see your financials? Mm -hmm. And if your financial look like, say, okay, you, you can facilitate this arrangement. And then they say, okay. Now, if the financial look like there is a, a cash balance there in the bank for which, um, you know, you can pay a little more, then they're going to suggest another payment option. So we have several payment options just to suit your need, just to also continue to allow you to still do business, still make a living, still pay your fair share of taxes. So that's the idea. We facilitate, we encourage, and we would want you to come and pay your taxes. Makes sense, because you rather get something than nothing, than people just avoiding forever, right? And not collecting. We are customer-centric, and we are. Is everybody as nice as you there? <laughs> well, we're, we're, the motto of tax admin <laughs> is to be a world-class tax administration. And being a world-class administration, yes, we want, we want everybody to be like me. And there are 90% of us at the tax department who are like me. Okay. We're working on the next 10%. Yeah, 10% who miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. That's life. Yes. Thank you so much, Courtney. This has been very helpful. We're going to check out those options that you presented to us. Thank and you so see much. You again another time soon. It's a pleasure. Come and talk with us, um, folks. We want you to pay your fair share, and we want you to benefit from the NHT too. We know a lot of persons want to get your NHT. Yes, man, come and talk to us. We want to see you. And if you are abroad, if you are at home, wherever you are, yes, we are here to help. All right. Thank you. Thanks again, Courtney. Thanks, Kalila. My pleasure. Here's a recap of Courtney's key points. Your company's tax returns are due on March 15. If you're an employer, you're also responsible to file your employer's annual return by March 31. You can attract a $5,000 late fee per month or part thereof until the return is filed. However, the Commissioner of Taxes has the discretion to waive the penalties if you make a strong case in writing. That's it for this episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Visit their website at eximbankja.com and check out my website, kalilareynolds.com, where you can read a summary of this episode. Let's get this money. <laughs> <laughs>